0: strong opinions held loosely. So it means that when you say something, you know it's what you believe to be true and you are confident in you know, your thoughts and in the way you're presenting your ideas, but you're holding those opinions loosely. So you are willing for them to be changed and shaped by however people respond.
1: Welcome to Design Life podcast about design and side projects for motivated creators. I'm one of your hosts, Femke.
0: And I am your other host, Charlie. And today's episode topic comes by way of a listener email. They contacted us through our website, designlife.fm, and they said that they would like us to talk about how to deal with people not accepting your ideas. How do you deal with the frustration of that, you know, in that moment where you share an idea and people brush it off or they don't think it's good, but you disagree. How do you react to that in a way that means that your team won't mark you as a sore loser or feel like they have to treat you with kid gloves or anything like that? I think it's going to be good to talk about. This is definitely something that I've experienced in my career uh, before. But first, as per usual, check in let's do a <laughs> weekly check in time. <laughs> How have you been getting settled in Toronto?
1: Yeah, finally feeling pretty settled, actually. It's very Yay. nice. Um, weather is starting to change like fall is a real thing here like the leaves turning and everything so that's kind of exciting um actually tomorrow I'm heading to Phoenix Arizona for a design leadership retreat which I'm really excited about yeah it's called within and I don't know I'm just so excited I've never really been to a retreat before uh and I think it's really cool that this is like a design focused one um there's going to be I think 90 women in design at this retreat yeah Yeah, so pretty big um, but I guess small enough to kind of be a little bit close-knit I'll reflect back after after I've been on it and let you know how it goes because right now I have no idea what to really expect other than yoga in the morning hiking in the afternoon camp fireside chats about design and leadership and yeah I'm, I'm really excited it's gonna be fun
0: do you know anyone else going or is there anyone who you're you've got on like your hit list to have a conversation with?
1: You know what? No. Ooh. Usually I know at least one person going to these kinds of things. Um, but the, the actual attendee list hasn't really been shared. So who knows? Maybe there is someone going that I, I don't know that they're going. Um, but no, nobody really that I that I'm close with or I'm familiar with is, is going. So it's kind of scary a little bit like I don't know. The the idea of like not knowing anybody and like you have to make friends and uh it's a little bit scary, but I'm also excited uh for the opportunity to like meet new people and like broaden my horizon of women in the design industry that I know.
0: Yeah, totally. I think you're going to have so much fun. If it's anything, if it's even like half as much fun as I had on the Epicureans retreat I went on last year. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's going to be an amazing trip. Like, I still think about that retreat all of the time and the conversations that I had on it, um, the people that I got to meet there who I wasn't expecting to meet or, I don't know, didn't know about beforehand. So I bet you're going to have an amazing time. Yeah, yes.
1: I'll tell you all about it when I'm back. Um, But for now, what about you? How are things going with you?
0: Things are going good for me. I'm also feeling much more settled here in Spain. Um, made some friends. So that's nice. Um, Been hanging out with some people.
1: Yeah. You went to the ladies wine and design in Spanish, right? How did that go?
0: Yeah, I did. So, um, yeah, it was in Spanish, and so I didn't really understand m- much of the actual, like, sentences being spoken by Ma, <laughs> my, my new friend in the talk, but her boyfriend Kevin sat next to me, and he kind of, like, translated for me dr- oh, throughout, which so was nice. so kind, um, and also Ma did this exercise at the start where everyone introduced themselves and said how they were feeling today on a, rate, a scale of, like, 1 to 10, and what they do for work and what some of their hobbies were, which is, like spanish 101 kind of uh talking so that was a really good chance for me to practice my listening and like comprehension skills so yeah it was a really fun event went out to dinner with some people afterwards so met some new people as well so i feel like yeah you know life is starting to build here also it's funny you talk about the weather um not happening at all in spain the weather turning really just means that oh it's not over 30 degrees each day (laughs) Like, I'm, I spent an hour sunbathing this morning, and it's about, I don't know, 28 degrees Celsius here today. Wow. So, it's, yeah, it's my kind of life at the moment. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely loving it.
1: Oh, so nice. Yeah. Shall we
0: get into today's topic,
1: though? Yes, I think this came through from a listener, right?
0: Yeah, it did. So, it came through from a listener email. Why can't I say that freaking word? <laughs> Contacted us through our website. Uh, And yeah, they're wanting to hear about this and I think this is a really interesting topic and it's not one that I don't think we've I don't think we've discussed this before. I don't think so. But like when I read this question of how do you deal with people not accepting your ideas? I just remembered back when I was earlier in my career and I would have the I don't know I would have to build up the guts I suppose to share something in a meeting or to pitch an idea I suppose and to share it and to then have it shot down or feel like it like wasn't even considered, it was so disappointing. Like it was re- a really disheartening feeling. Do you remember having this earlier on as well?
1: Yeah, and I also remember the feeling of, and I still do this today, sometimes by accident and I'll catch myself doing it, is like to sort of protect my idea before I say it. So for example, I might be like, this might be a little bit controversial, but what if we did this? Or like, right? oh, maybe this isn't the right thing, but... But here's my idea, you know, like kind of you're, you're pre-empting it a little bit to like kind of soften the, the blow. And just to tell everyone, you weren't really that attached to it right. anyway.
0: So when they don't like it, you don't have to care too much. Exactly. <laughs>
1: yes, you perfectly described it. And so I catch myself doing that a lot. And I think it's actually a bad habit. Like I wish that I didn't do that because I feel like I'm already shutting it down before I've even really given it a chance.
0: Yeah, I think so too. And I wonder if that came about. And you do that because you had your ideas shot down earlier on, you know. Yeah. And so and you didn't like that feeling, and so now to kind of protect against that, you uh, you are doing this to yeah protect yourself.
1: Yeah, probably. I think the key to this is kind of having like people in the room that you trust, I guess. And and that's not always the case. Like I've definitely been in rooms where I feel comfortable sharing my ideas and and sort of. Uh, you know, more open to whatever the feedback is, whether it's positive or negative. But then I've also been in rooms where like, you know, maybe there's like a stakeholder there or like someone from leadership or a manager or something where I definitely don't feel as confident to sort of speak up and share my idea uh, when that kind of person is in the room. So, yeah, in my experience, it kind of depends who is in the room as to how confident I feel and how I frame my my idea or my suggestion that I want to share. Uh, so yeah, those kind of dynamics I think come in play as well.
0: Yeah. Have you experienced this frustration that our listener is talking about the frustration of having an idea not be accepted? Is that something that you've, you've experienced?
1: I can't think of a specific example, but, but yes, I'm pretty sure I've gone through this before. And I think when this happens, it's really easy. Like, usually for me, my gut reaction is a bit like hurt, you know, like, oh, they oh they didn't like it or they didn't respond how I expected them to respond. But I think it's really in the like reasoning behind why they might not support your idea. And, you know, sometimes they have a really good reason why that's the case. And and I come around to that. I'm like, oh yeah, true, yeah, I didn't think of that. I didn't think of the engineering limitations. Uh, so that totally makes sense. Or like, oh yeah, oh, you're right. Yeah, we're not gonna be able to do that in time. Uh, so yeah, maybe let's think of how we could downsize this idea. Uh, so I guess it kind of depends as well on like how constructive their response is. If it's a more subjective objective, I never remember which is what. which is what, but if their response is more like, oh no, I don't like that, or like, oh no, that's just bad, um, then that's not a very constructive response, right? And that can be a little bit challenging to deal with.
0: Yeah, that's frustrating. I think it's subjective, is that what Okay, thanks. I, I agree. When when people have a reason for not accepting the idea that is based on, I don't know, some constraints, or if I can understand the reason why they don't like it, then it doesn't really frustrate me. But when it's just, when I when an idea is just dismissed or... I don't know, people aren't interested in discussing it further or even getting to a stage to figure out if it's gonna be possible in the time frame or whatever, that's when it can be frustrating to me. And I think because I've experienced that several times myself in my career, I always try to be mindful of other people's ideas when they're proposing them because I know how frustrating it is to just have it dismissed offhand. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: There's also been times where I have felt embarrassed um like maybe I've made a suggestion to do something and then somebody else responds like oh but like duh we can't do that because of this like obvious reason or or you know their response kind of makes me look a bit dumb that's kind of sometimes embarrassing and has in the past stopped me from speaking up because yeah I mean I don't know like all the constraints or like all the thinking behind let's say this decision we're trying to make so without all of that knowledge sometimes it's hard to to actually speak up and make a suggestion and so there's been times where like I've made a suggestion based on what I know but that's not everything and so then I look really dumb because I didn't know that there was this other thing that was factoring into the decision making if that kind of makes sense it's a bit hard to explain
0: no it does make sense I think what can help counteract that when you don't have all the information is making sure you are pitching your ideas as ideas, right? As possible solutions and not as this is the answer I've thought it through and I believe this to be true, you know? Right. There's a very big difference between those two things. And I think my problem when I have gotten most frustrated at ideas not being accepted is when I've on my own done all the thinking through, done the planning and I've come up with what I believe to be the solution and shared it. And if my team hasn't, I don't know, responded how I expected or if they don't agree yet, then that's when I get frustrated because I'm like, no, you don't understand. This is the right solution. Trust me, like I've done all the thinking through it. You've got to believe me that this is the right way to go. When if perhaps if I'd shared it earlier on, we could have had the discussion together and gone through the process together of working out right. you know, the constraints and if this is actually the right solution to the problem and all that. And we would have been on that journey together and everyone would have been more invested. And I think my problem personally is often expecting other people to be able to read my mind somewhat. <laughs> um, or how do I put this? I don't know, not having the patience to help other get other people on board to the same, yeah, get them on board and get them to the same understanding that I have because I've read all this research. I've done all this, you know, like prior planning. They're just hearing about this for the first time. Of course, they're not going to be quite as sold on it as I am.
1: So my question to you then is, like what do you do in those situations? What do you do when you've pitched an idea and nobody, you know, immediately is on board with it, but you are, you know, you're confident that it's the right way to go. You believe in it what do you do next? How do you kind of get your team on board?
0: I think that the mistake you'd make here is to dig in and keep fighting when instead now is when you should be listening. And I'm saying this knowing that this is actually something that I still need to work on myself personally. Like this is a problem that I have, but I think this is when you do need to listen to what their concerns are and maybe it might take you writing them down, going away from that meeting or wherever the situation is that the idea has been shared and then coming back to them being like, hey, I've thought through this, this, and this, this is why I don't think we need to worry about that or this addresses this concern, um, you know, to go back onto it. Uh, Taking a bit of time to show that you're really listening to them and listening to what they're saying, but you can still fight for your idea. Like just because one person brings up something that could be um, like a reason not to do it, it doesn't mean it's a reason to throw your whole idea away. And I think this can often happen with with newer designers, juniors perhaps, where someone, they share an idea or share something, someone responds to it with a bit of criticism or like, oh, but what about this? They take that as a reason not to do it completely uh, when it's not the case. It's just, have you thought about this is more what they're saying in that situation.
1: Yeah, totally. I. I definitely have had these instances where I've just taken that feedback and like stepped back completely and not even tried to to keep pushing it forward.
0: Especially when it comes from someone who's like your superior, right? Yeah. You think them saying, oh no, because of this, we shouldn't do that. Of course, you're not going to push back on them and be like, oh, but actually, because you don't want to be seen to be doing that. But really, I mean, from what I know now as, you know, a senior lead level designer, That is what we want. We want to have a discussion about it. And if you've got ideas and other reasons why we should be doing it, for sure, you should bring it up.
1: Yeah. I've also seen in the past, sometimes, you know, an idea might get suggested and, you know, immediately maybe it's like, oh no, we can't do that because it's it's too big or it's too much work or it's too expensive or too hard or whatever. But then, you know, we might go into a bit of a discussion about it and then come out on the other side with like a smaller scale version of that idea, if that makes sense. So, you know, maybe we can't do the the big fancy expensive thing or whatever that was suggested. Uh, But, you know, there's still little nuggets in that idea, right? And there's still little pieces that we could maybe pull out and, and achieve in different ways. So sometimes it's worth still like pushing through a little bit to see if you can get to maybe like a MVP sort of version of your idea.
0: Yeah, kind of like a compromise, right? Where the most important parts of the idea do get put into action. Um, but you have to accept that the rest of it just didn't fit in the situation. Yeah.
1: And and we do this all the time, actually. And and my projects is, you know, of course we can build this big, fancy, perfect, amazing experience, but that's going to cost a lot of money. It's going to cost a lot of time and resources and technology and whatever. And so, you know, we kind of start with these big grand ideas and then eventually distill it down to like, okay, well, what's the like core really impactful, important things that we, 100% need in order to make this successful and let's focus on those and then over time we can build on it and improve it.
0: Yeah, that makes total sense. This discussion is bringing to mind for me something that I don't know who first said this, but I first heard it from Nathan, uh, the CEO of ConvertKit where I work, and that is this phrase, strong opinions held loosely. So it means that when you say something, you know it's what you believe to be true and you are confident in you know, your thoughts and in the way you're presenting your ideas, but you're holding those opinions loosely. So you are willing for them to be changed and shaped by however people respond. And I think that I'm someone who is strong opinions held strongly (laughs) a lot of the time, and that it's hard for me, like I'm a processor, right? So when I've, um, thought of something myself and when I'm presenting it and I'm confident in it and believing in it, it's hard for me to take on and see other people's perspective when I've done all this, you know, spent so much time researching and believing that it's the right solution. Right, uh, It's hard for me to just instantly break away from that and see it as the wrong solution, if that makes sense. So that's something that I've been working on, trying to get better at, is holding my opinions more loosely and being open to being wrong about things, even when I've spent all this time on them, Um, which is hard for me, I'm not gonna lie. But I think it's important and I think that this, this phrase and this approach to sharing ideas in general is a good way to not be so frustrated when your team don't accept the ideas that you're sharing.
1: Totally. Yeah. I mean, ideally your team have created a safe space, right? That uh, encourages everybody to share their ideas so that you can kind of have this freedom to like throw ideas into the ring and kind of see where they land and where they end up.
0: Yeah, exactly. But um, not everyone does have that luxury, unfortunately. So for some of us, it might be us having to bring that to the workspace, you know, as a way of doing things, which is unfortunate, but it is the truth.
1: So what do you do when like there is just no possibility that your idea is is gonna you know work out? Uh, and maybe you're a bit bummed about it. you really this is something you strongly believed in. you were really excited, you thought it was a really good idea and it's just like not gonna happen. Um, h- how do you deal with that? What is that like for you?
0: For me, it's honestly like just to be completely honest, not something I can move past a lot of the time unless. I understand the reasoning. So this is what comes back, I guess, to what I was saying before about listening, listening to the reasons why people are saying your idea isn't gonna work and trying to understand that and put yourself in that frame of mind. Um, but often, if I hear those reasons and I, I don't know, believe a different thing to be true or have this research to back up why that isn't actually gonna be the case and that reason isn't valid, I suppose, uh, that's when that's what frustrates me most honestly is Less so people sh- being negative or shooting an idea down when I first present it, and more so if I have addressed their concerns and come back, and I still believe that it's the right thing to do, oh, right? And they're not understanding it. That's more frustrating for me. And I yeah, honestly haven't had much success at moving past things like that apart from distracting myself with another project, <laughs> I suppose, and just moving on because I mean, you can't hold these onto these things forever. Uh, there's been a lot of situations where I've had an idea for how to approach a project. It hasn't worked out for that one, but it has been something that we could apply to something further on down the line, you know?
1: Oh, nice.
0: So, so seeing that, whether it's, I don't know, a particular layout idea or something special we could add, but there wasn't time for this project, maybe there's time for the next project. Knowing that uh, your ideas, you can always revisit your ideas and... What you said before about taking parts of the ideas. Maybe there's a part you could include in this one and a part you could include in future and remember for later on. Mm. What about you though? How, How have you handled this?
1: Yeah, I think I'm a bit of a, I think I'm using this term in the right way, but I'm a bit of a pushover where like I, ooh, okay. Yeah, like I'll just be like, okay, then if you say that that's going to work, then let's do it. And you can prove me wrong.
0: That surprises me, to be honest.
1: Yeah, it surprises me a little bit as well, to be honest, because I wouldn't think that that was in my personality
0: type. Yeah.
1: But yeah, sometimes I can get that way where I'm just like, if you say so, let's do it. Uh, You know, happy to go along with it and sort of see what happens. And, you know, sometimes I have been proven wrong, you know, and it's worked out. Other times it hasn't. So I think this is something for me to improve upon is like knowing when I should push back and, and knowing when like it's it's better for me to, to like sort of succumb to the idea, so to speak, or like to kind of stand my ground and be a bit more firm.
0: Yeah, because you don't ever want to be in a situation where you're saying, I told you so. <laughs> right.
1: Yeah. Nobody wants to be that sort of that sort of person. Um, and you do want to be like, an accommodating teammate right and I don't want to be like the blocker for the team or for the project like you know oh we really got to get this done but Femke just won't do it like because she doesn't believe in it Um, you know not that I've been in that situation where I haven't believed in something uh, but you don't want to be that person either that's just like becoming a pain or like always pushing back Um, so this is something that I'm trying to I guess, improve upon and figure out a little bit myself as well, is how to kind of stand my ground a little bit more and push my ideas further. Um, Because I think I'm easily, it's it's easier for people to kind of just give me something and I'll just kind of do it without kind of questioning it. So it's something I'm trying to improve upon also.
0: Yeah, I think this is really important to know how to strike a balance between these two opposites, I guess, that we are, where me being like entrenched, being like, no, this is my idea, fighting for it. And you being super willing to let it go. Mm. Because at, when you work at a company and as a designer or creative or you know whatever role you're in, part of your job is being paid to make the right decisions for the company. And if there's something that you firmly believe is the wrong decision and the team is going ahead with it, I think that you you have to fight for that. And you can't just be like, well, we'll see. We'll see if they're right or wrong. Yep. You know, I'm not saying you're doing that, but. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And at the same time too, in this situation, I could be the person who is just so confident and like has an answer for everything that I can end up accidentally convincing my teammates to go with something that they don't believe to be right. Right. Because they are more on your side of things where they're like, oh, well, I'm willing to try anything. You know, and I've convinced them accidentally to try something they believe to be wrong. So, yeah, I mean, what do you think the answer is to to stop? You called it being a pushover. I don't think that's the right term for it, but maybe being too easygoing is a better term.
1: Uh, Yeah, I don't know, because if I had the answer, I wouldn't be doing it.
0: (laughs) Fair. Good point.
1: (laughs) I do like what you were saying earlier, though, about like listening and maybe that's what I need to do more—is like just listen to to why they believe in this idea, why we're doing it this way, and like try to understand, you know, where they're coming from and why this is the decisions we've we, we need to make. And you know, I now I'm like thinking about it. Like I have done this. I have intentionally tried to listen, and, and usually, yeah, they have a pretty good reason. Like it's pretty good rationale, and I can get on board with it. I think I'm just too quick to like, I don't know defend the experience or like defend the user or be like no but that's going to be such a bad experience Um, but then you know when you hear the reasoning from the engineers or the product managers or whoever it is why we have to do it this way uh, then it makes sense right and sometimes you do have to make compromises to the to the user experience or to the design yeah I think for me something I need to do more is just kind of listen and also learn I don't know that much about engineering you know so I think something that like a takeaway for me from this is I should try to sort of understand more the rationale from behind like the engineers let's say Um, because you know I don't necessarily always know why they made these certain decisions and if I can sort of open myself up to listening better and kind of learning and trying to understand where they come from then I think I would like better be able to get on board.
0: Yeah that makes sense and I think that comes along with trusting your teammates too, and having faith in them doing a good job, you know? Uh, like I have with with Corey, the developer that I work with on our little marketing site team, um, sometimes he'll, I'll be like, can you just quickly make this change? Like, it's not that important, but it just needs to be changed. Can you just do it quickly? And he'll be like, well, I can't really do it, just do it quickly because in looking at this, I've noticed this is broken, so we need to like refactor this part. And I'm thinking like, oh, can we just do it? But <laughs> Um, I trust him right he's a he's a very good developer yeah and if he says like sometimes I do push back and I'm like Corey do we really need to do this or is this just something you want to do
1: uh good question
0: (laughs) and if he says no we need to then I'm like okay we need to then let's get it done because you know best and I trust you in what you're saying um and let's make the thing happen so I think respect, maybe that's the word rather than trust, having a healthy amount of respect for your teammates. And if you find yourself getting frustrated at them for not accepting your ideas or or whatever it is, try to like take a step out of the situation maybe and remember why they are in their role. Hopefully you're working at a company that you believe hires great people, right? Otherwise you probably wouldn't be working there. So if you know that, then you know that this person is good at what they do. And you should have some respect for what they're saying. And that can take away some of the frustration a little bit.
1: Totally. I do want to add also that if you're in a situation where your ideas are always shut down constantly shut down or maybe it's starting to feel personal you know like targeted um, then that's like a whole different can of worms and something that I would definitely recommend that you have a conversation with your manager about you know like if if it's clear that people are just shutting it down because it's you and they're not actually taking the time to listen to your idea then that is definitely a red flag and something that I would definitely raise with your manager to have a conversation about because it should not be happening people should be respectful and you should hopefully be in an environment where it's a safe space to open up and speak your ideas and have everybody listen to you so if you're not getting that definitely bring it up in a conversation with somebody that you trust
0: I love that you brought that up that's honestly not even something that I considered because I've been very privileged in the places that I've worked that I've never felt discriminated against um, for any reason, but you're right, this is absolutely something that I'm, I'm sure that a lot of designers face, where it's, I don't know, it's one of those things where you, you'd feel awkward bringing it up, but you know it's important that you work in an inclusive environment where the reason your ideas aren't being listened to should be nothing to do with anything other than it's not the right fit for the project, right? Like, that should be the only reason why something isn't considered.
1: Totally. It should not be personal. Um, And like, I've heard of this happening, like in internships, you know, if if you're an intern and, you know, I, in my opinion, an idea coming from an intern versus an idea coming from like a senior designer should be like treated with the same amount of respect. You know, it shouldn't really matter where or who the idea is coming from. It should all be treated equally in my opinion. So if, if you see that that's not happening, I'm really sorry. That's really, really sucky. Um, try to talk to someone that you trust and see if that's something that, uh, you know, could change.
0: Yep. I love that. Thanks for bringing that up, fam. Cool. So to our dear listener, whose name I won't read out because we didn't ask you permission before the show. We don't want to, you know, <laughs> out call you. you out for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> but um, if this was you who emailed in about this, I hope that this episode helped you somewhat and gave you some Advice or insights for how to deal with this, and also maybe even just to know that you're not alone and feeling frustrated at your ideas not being accepted. Um, as creative people, we can sometimes get very precious about our ideas, and we all experience that frustration from time to time. So it's normal, we've just got to listen and learn how to deal with it in a professional manner.
1: Yep. And that is not easy. We, we do recognize that that can be really hard as well. And we're still working on it, right? As you've heard in this episode. Yeah. Uh, great. All right, Charlie, where can people go to hear more episodes?
0: You can go to designlife.fm. And if you have any requests for topics you want to hear discussed on this podcast, head to our contact form, which is also on that website. Or if you want, you can tweet us. We are at designlife.fm on Twitter.
1: And if you liked this episode or you like listening to our show, then what would be super nice for us is if you shared it, you know, share it on Twitter, share it on Instagram, Facebook. Uh, Not many people share podcasts, if you've noticed, which is is really a shame. Mm. So if you enjoy the show, the best thing that you could do for us is to share it with somebody that you think will enjoy it. So please consider sharing it with your friends or your followers. And yeah, that would go a long way for us
0: yeah and hopefully it helped them out as well totally
1: <laughs> yes also that
0: all right Tim. talk to you next time okay bye-bye. bye bye bye